All right, I invite you to take your Bibles and let's turn to Judges, chapter number 16 tonight. Book of Judges, chapter number 16. And for the benefit of those uh, watching on the video, I'm don't, not wearing a tie, not wear, not uh, really dressed very much because of the, as far as uh, dressed up because of my neck issues that I'm dealing with right now. So, uh, no, I've not uh, gone liberal, okay? <laughs> Still the same conservative preacher that I was. Um, Judges 16, and we're going to be in verses 15 through 21. And most of us are conscious of the cost of items, with, especially with the present economy that's caused inflation to soar, and we're all having to watch what we buy a lot closer, aren't we? We, we compare the prices when we buy gasoline and groceries and other items, so the concept of cost consideration is not something that is foreign to us because it's something that we do all of the time, perhaps without even thinking much about it. The Bible also talks about considering the cost. Luke 14, verse 28, so Jesus said, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Of course, considering the cost should not just apply to building projects or the purchase of merchandise. We need to also consider the cost of our actions. That's what we're going to look at tonight. What is the cost? If I consider taking a particular direction in my life or if I'm faced with making a certain important decision in my life, I need to know what will be the cost. How will it impact my life? How will it impact the lives of others around me? What will it cost me? Will it cost me my testimony? Will it cost me my influence and effectiveness? Will it cost me even my life? Um, and I look at Samson and his life. We've discovered that he was primarily interested in the immediate fulfillment of his fleshly desires. And he was very little concerned, if any, about the ultimate cost of his actions. And our goal in these messages has been to learn some important lessons from the life of Samson. We see how not to do it, right? Uh, he, he largely wasted his life, and today the lesson to learn is simple. Consider the cost of your actions before you act. Amen? Consider the cost of your actions. Let's read the scripture. Judges 16, let's begin where we left off, verse number 15. And she, speaking of Delilah there, said unto him, speaking to Samson, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him, so that his soul was vexed unto death. She nagged him, is what she did, okay? He said that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, 
for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand, and she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Those are some of the saddest words, uh, I believe, that we see in the life of Samson. Verse 21, But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. What is the real tragedy that we see here? The real tragedy is not in what Delilah did, although that was heartbreaking. You ever have been betrayed by somebody? I'm sure that broke his heart to know that she betrayed, but he, he ought to have been able to see the handwriting on the wall that this was going to take place. Delilah pressed Samson. As I said, she nagged him until he finally told her the secret of his strength. Now we know that his strength really didn't lie in the length of his hair, but it was the power of God upon his life. And his hair length simply was a token of God's call upon his life, that vow, that Nazarite vow. And for him, his hair to be cut, he'd be breaking that vow. It's a broken vow that was the, the problem. But we see that the woman that he so-called loved uh, sold him out. Sold him out for 5,500 pieces of silver. Somehow Delilah caused Samson to fall to sleep. I don't know if she drugged him or got him drunk or what she did uh, or if he was just a heavy sleeper. I, I doubt the last. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she probably drugged him and got him drunk. But then she called for a man to come shave his head. And so the real tragedy is not in what Delilah did. The real tragedy is not in what the Philistines did. The Philistines finally conquered the mighty Samson here. We can imagine how they wanted to get revenge on him. Amen? Uh, for all these boastful acts. I mean, this, he was a blowhard. He just really was. But he could back it up. <laughs> he was bo boastful acts, his antagonistic behavior toward them. T think about 20 years worth of behavior against the Philistines. And at this point, they finally had the upper hand on him. They took him by force, and they literally bored out his eyes. Now, that just makes me cringe. Just think about it. They, they put him in chains. They harnessed him to a grinding wheel like a common beast of burden. But the real tragedy is not, though, in what the Philistines did. The real tragedy we see here is what Samson did to himself. What he did to himself. He, he set himself up for his own fall. He was convinced that the Philistines could do nothing to him. Uh, he presumed that the Lord would always be with him in strength. We need to be careful with presumptions. Amen? Uh, but verse 20 says it all. He wished not, or he, he didn't know, that the Lord had departed from him. But really, who left who first? Samson had been heading down this road of self-destruction for a long while. And he finally got to the point of it, didn't he? 
And what we see here is we see the high cost of sin. First of all, we see sin is blinding. Sin is blinding. This, and and the, the core outline of this, uh, you may have heard it before. It's not, it's not original with me. It's just the text. Okay, Sin is blinding. Samson was oblivious to what was happening in his life. But ignorance is no excuse. He had allowed himself to be blinded to the kind of people that he surrounded himself with. Uh, have you ever tried to convince someone that they were hanging around the wrong crowd? And when, they, uh, when you did, they look, looked at you like you were crazy? And, you know, get on out here. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I just imagine Samson would have probably been that way. The previous verses are just crying out to Samson for him to wake up and pay attention. And we want to say, get out. You know, Delilah isn't the one for you. She's manipulative. She doesn't really love you. She's in this relationship for only what she can get out of it. And Samson, of course, needed to run, but he didn't run. But Samson couldn't see it until it was too late. Samson was blind way before the Philistines ever gouged out his eyes. How ironic is it that only after his eyes were gouged out could he see what happened to him. Sin is blinding. Number two, sin is binding. You know, listen, there are always consequences to our sin. Because Samson's previous sinful behavior went unchecked by him, he was at this point caught in the web of his own sin. We've talked about this before in others' lives, but seldom do we find such a vivid picture as with the life of Samson. Here he is now blind and he's bound. And we look at him and he's really pitiful to look at. Uh, uh, he's blind, bound, and he's helpless. Not because the Lord failed him, but because he failed the Lord. Now the Word of God tells us that there's a point where if we're so determined to go our own way, God will just let us go our own way. And you know, the worst thing that can happen to us is for the Lord to let that happen, that we just let sin take its consequences and to follow after sin. Romans six sixteen says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. James warns us of the destructive progression of sin even in the life of a believer. James chapter number 1 verse 14 and 15 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then lust, when it hath conceived, bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So sin is blinding, sin is binding, and we see sin is grinding. Uh, the way of sin is not easy. Well, it may appear to be fun and exciting, but it isn't easy at all. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares that the way of a transgressor is hard. That's found in Proverbs 13, verse 15. The way of a transgressor is hard. There's a common saying when referring to someone who has lived a life of sin, and I I can't tell you that, that, that I really understand it, but I've heard it several times. It says they look like they've been road hard and put up wet. You ever heard that? They look like they've been road hard and put up wet. 
Well, what that means simply means that it's obvious to the observer that sin has taken a toll on that individual's life. You can tell by looking at them that they've had a hard life, that uh, probably lived a life of sin. Don't think for a moment uh, that we can somehow escape the consequences of sin in our lives because we can't. And I've said it before, and I'll continue saying it as long as I'm pastor here, we can choose to sin, but we can't choose the consequences. Okay, We choose to sin, but we can't choose the consequences. So what is the lesson here? Well, there's a twofold lesson. First of all, consider the cost. We started with that, and we want to look at that. Consider the cost. The Word of God instructs us to walk circumspectly. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Now, of course, that wasn't written for Samson to, to, to know it in his day and time. Too bad, huh? But he probably wouldn't have paid attention to it anyway. But uh, he was not very circumspect. And he was certainly walking as a fool and not walking very wise here in the latter portion of his life. And then what that means is we must look around us and pay attention to how we are walking and where our steps are leading us. Amen? We need to pay attention. Where, where, where are we headed with this? And the failure of many believers is that they just don't pay close enough attention to how they're walking and the resulting consequences that are sure to come. And uh, as a preacher, I can talk till I'm blue in the face. I can preach... Uh, uh, this is going to happen and some people are going to walk into it and do it anyway. And uh, I've seen it over and over again over the years that I've been in the ministry. We must consider, we must be perceptive, must pay attention and think about what our actions might cost us. Uh, And that's before you choose to get involved in what you're going to get involved in. And when you do that, you make sure you choose to walk with the Lord. That's the second thing. Choose to walk with the Lord. Life is filled with choices, isn't it? We have choices to make every day. Some of, some of those choices are minor. You know, what we're going to have for lunch, what we're going to have for supper. But, but some of those choices are major. If I make this choice, it's going to have a major impact on my, on my life. Samson is an example of one who made his choices based on what he wanted without considering really what the Lord would want. Now, the Lord's not going to force us to follow Him, nor will He force us to live for Him. The choice is ours, and we need to choose to live for Him. Those of us who have been born again still have the capacity to sin. We, we know that. And we're susceptible to temptation. And so we got to guard against that. Amen? Uh, just the, when you let your guard down, that's when you're the most vulnerable. And that's going to be true until we get to heaven and are in our glorified bodies. But the good news is that we have the Spirit of God within us to lead us and guide us into all truth. But sadly, many are uh, resisting the, the Spirit of God in their lives. If we choose to reject God's leading and go our own way, we will suffer the consequences of that choice. 
And we can choose to sin, but remember we can't choose what the consequences are going to be. Now, the lesson we should be learning is that it is far better for us to consider the cost and make the right choices rather than suffer the consequences of sin. Um, Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8 come to mind. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Now you think for maybe a little bit that uh, Samson wished he could have a do-over. Sadly in life there's not many places when you mess up with this bad like he's messed up to have a do-over. We're going to see next week, Lord willing, um, uh, you know, he's, he's basically wasted his life here. Uh, his life is pretty much over. And we're going we, uh, we're, we're to see him facing the failures, failure in his life as we take a look at the final chapter in uh, Samson's life here. And uh, he re- requests some things. We'll see a second prayer. He prays the second prayer that we find him pray to the Lord. But let's judge for ourselves what the cost is going to be in our own life so that we can choose the way of obedience and choose the way of blessing. Consider the cost of sin. Consider the cost that's not only to you, but also consider the cost to those that are around you. You know, a lot of times the decisions we make not only affect us in a great way, but they can affect others that are around us in a great way as well. And no doubt the, the nation of Israel was going to be affected because for 20 years Samson judged, and for 20 years he had the upper hand on the Philistines. Well, uh, his tenure is about to come to an end, and yeah, he's going to take a bunch of Philistines out with him, uh, but uh, they sure could have used... Uh, Samson uh, and a healthy Samson instead of a, a dead Samson. Amen. All right. Well, that's that's our Bible study for this evening. Let's let's pull out our our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs.